Hey everyone, happy to have you here for another episode of Legacy Matters. Today, as usual, we will talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy, preparing for things to come, and sharing stories we find amusing. All right, Jim. Here we are. Welcome uh, to Legacy Matters. Oh, yeah. Thanks welcome. for tuning in once again. <laughs> yeah. It's a... I know. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> Our guest is laughing. Yes. Well, uh, you know, you've you've tuned us in. I love it. Yeah. Um, I'm old school, so, you know, I'm still tuning the radio dial. <laughs> Tuning into podcasts. <laughs> yes, they've heard this before. We used uh, to say it every day. Thanks I know. For, thanks for tuning in. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, do do continue to give us feedback. We love it. Um, and do subscribe. What else can you do? What what can a listener do? To... You know, they can give us uh, good feedback. They can subscribe. That Ooh, is a they good can thing. Tell their friends. Yes, they can tell their friends and. Family, <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they get along with their family, sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What have we got here? We got no Sarah today. We, no uh, Sarah's today. She's busy uh, working. She's working hard. She's um. Yep. She's. Don't say it. It's All not. Right, she's fine. not visiting wine country. All right. She's not in wine country. <laughs> she's uh, working today. Um. But we are in January, beginning of January, and it is gonna snow. It's gonna snow. I'm just telling you to stop playing with your microphone stand. Why? So people don't can hear it through the. I can hear. Can it. they? I can hear it. Yeah. If I can hear hmm. it, they can hear it. Jimsy. This is my little thing that I. I know. <laughs> I feel like this. <laughs> Why you chose to attach things to your microphone stand to play with? It's to like with. I just like don't know. Steven Tyler, how he puts you know things on his oh, microphone. Oh yeah, he's got stand. like feathers and bandanas. Yeah, exactly. And I got rubber you fi- bands. You, you figure shit. yourself, Steven Tyler's. <laughs> kinda. <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> very, very self-important. Right. I love it. It's a nice microphone I got. <clears throat> so, you know, I yeah. want to make it cool. It is your it is your instrument. Yeah, it you is. So. It's your, your voice. Right. Worth, right. worth a million bucks, Jim Z. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. It's almost like we've been drinking today. I know. <laughs> We're giddy. Uh-huh. We're, well, we got a weird offer, so we get giddy for yeah, that. We you do. Know, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, good, that's yeah. good stuff. Um. And not an indecent offer either. So in case you're listening and you're wondering what I meant by that, I'm not, not like going to go u- into it. Not like the usual offer. Yeah, that make me feel bad about myself. Right. This was like a nice offer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Jimmy, you want no, to talk about the weather at all? Uh, the weather is, it, listen, it, it's supposed to snow a lot this week. Don't so, move to Minnesota. So right now it's fine outside. It was a little icy earlier. It's super slippery. The traffic took took an hour to get in. You yeah. know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it didn't take me an hour, but I left late. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to make traffic. the meeting that was canceled today that I didn't know was canceled. <laughs> I only so. communicated to you three different ways that the meeting was canceled. Really? Yeah. I only saw a text it. message and the. I didn't see Google a text Hangouts. message. Listen, all right. I, I never think mind. We have, we'll, we'll I think we have personal. thoroughly bored our audience, and they are done with us. Forever. We have a guest because in. And, we do. Uh, we do. Sam, why don't you introduce <laughs> you got it. our very, guest? I'm very excited. Actually, we have Paviel French. Paviel. Hi. Paviel. Hi. Uh, I've been holding back laughter the whole I know. time, y'all. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paviel. today, I mean, Paviel. We, is that how we say it? Yep. yep. All right. Welcome. Have we Thank gotten you. too comfortable? Are we too? I mean, 
we used to be more more civilized and more concerned about how this all turns out. Mm-hmm. Now we're just like whatever. Well, you're in the. That means you're in the zone. We're in the zone. Yeah. I like we're it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yep. That's yep. good. You found your sweet spot. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um. Yeah, Paviel. What? Uh, you know. I mean, I know a little bit about you, but what do you do? What's oh, what's gosh. your thing, Paviel? I do a little bit of everything. I like to just tell people I'm an interdisciplinary artist um, because I do a little bit of everything. I oh, you do? I was a theater kid. Yep. And I've been performing since 89, so since I was five years old. That's when I did my first, like, real professional production. Really? So, yep. And then I grew up at Penumbra Theater. Uh, it, uh, where? Penumbra Theater. Okay. Um, and that's, like, one of the, I think, three premier black... Um, playhouses in in the country and so i was trained up by like people like t michael rambo hati young regina marie um uh, just everybody that is an actor or a dancer or um a vocalist has i've been around and i came up around and um, also, Stepping Stone Theater was another place that I was trained at. I'm and Penumbra is here in Minneapolis mm-hmm. or in Minnesota. St. Paul, yeah, yep. it's in St. Paul, um, it, off Kent in the Martin Luther King we Center. We pretend like St. Paul doesn't exist for some reason because we're, to- we're we love it, but we're, <laughs> to- we're total yeah, Minnesota <laughs> Min- Minneapolis right. folks. We're like, what that place across the river? <laughs> so, did you grow up in St. Paul? Yeah, in the Rockland okay. neighborhood. Yep. Okay, yep. I grew right. up right on uh, Carolyn Victoria. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so like that whole. Uh, community itself um, like influenced my art and influenced who I am as a of person course. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. And we actually do love St. Paul. We oh, just we do. We just love giving them a hard time too. <laughs> right. But, We're on the St. Paul. Gives Minneapolis hard time too. That's right. It's, it, a, it, it's a sibling thing. It know? is. It works mm-hmm. both directions. <laughs> I, I have plenty of friends in St. Paul who are like. Uh, not driving across the river, man. Yeah, I know. Not visiting you ever. It, that's why I have to do shows in St. Paul and Minneapolis because some folks just ain't coming across the river. <laughs> and it's okay. You just you just make it work. You just make it work. <laughs> you have to go to them, I guess. Yeah, huh? exactly. Yeah. Yep. It is yeah. kind of silly. It's like right over there. I know. In fact, we're on the... Uh, we're on the St. Paul Chris side. Chris was on the show. He reminded us that we are on the St. Paul side of the river. Are you? Well, yeah. because we're, the river's right over here, and we're on oh, the east on side, the east of, the side of it. Yep. Okay. It's just that we're in Minneapolis. That's but so weird for it to be northeast, uh, though. Doesn't? That's weird. Yeah. It, it isn't kind of doesn't. It kind of freaks yeah. me out too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I always assumed, and I never even like <laughs> thought about that. Like that, that somewhere in Minneapolis could be on the east side of the river, like that. <sighs> yeah. Even like the U campus and stuff too. Mm-hmm. East Bank, West east Bank. Bank. Yeah, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. I used to dance at the Barker for years. I never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. Guess it's what? Funny. I never thought about it either until someone said it, and then I was like, huh. Oh, yeah, oh, I guess so. Yeah. That makes oh. sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I feel closer to St. Paul now. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. either it's it's either a really interesting fact or it means we're all a little slow. <laughs> how could we not realize that that's a fact? Whatever. No. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you slow. I'm just saying. It's a sleepy town. That's what he meant. That's yeah. what he meant. Like, we were slow-paced. So, slow on the uptake is what it meant. Anyway. Oh, boy. This is, this is, this is so we just like, oh I know. Uh, so you do. I mean, I know you as a singer. Mm-hmm. That's the way I know you. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to claim to know a lot about you beyond that, you know. But so you do other. You do acting as well, of course, and yep. then uh, and then other forms of art. Yep. Dance as well. Yep. Dance. Uh, playwright. Ooh. Uh, gosh, just a little. If if it's art, then I've done it. <laughs> awesome. Way, yeah. Yeah. 
so did you, um, how did you, well, I know how you got into it. You've been doing it your whole life. Um, have you, did you go to school then too here? Yep. Uh, do you have formal training and all that? Like yeah. in, as far as in music? Yep. Yeah. Um, so I started uh, with a teacher. Her name was Mary Hafner and she was a teacher at Maxfield. She was a music teacher there and she was like a minister of music, I think at Pilgrim Baptist Church when I was really little. And so she um, put me in her choir and stuff and that's how I started doing work was like through the choirs and doing performances and stuff. And then um, my mom uh, worked for St. Paul Public Schools and stuff. And mm-hmm. so she worked at Mississippi Magnet. It was a creative arts school and they taught everything as a part of the curriculum so like you had to go to the band you had to play an instrument you had to get piano lessons it was like all a part of that and so after i left maxfield um in third grade because back then it only went up to third grade um Mm. i went to mississippi magnet and got trained in school and that was Mm -hmm. the coolest thing ever because it was like you know we had classes we had regular class then we had to go to drama we had to go to dance with karen sherm we had to go um to uh it was banned with Miss Best, and so I played. Uh, what did I play? Also sax. <laughs> also sax. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to play it. My mom played that. My mom and my uncle played sax, and okay. she wanted me to play that because that because she didn't, you know, because she she did other things, other things, you yeah. know, and she wanted me to like pick that up where she left off, and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to play drums, and I also wanted to play clarinet. Like for me, I I, I liked those sounds and stuff like that but right. then uh she put me in piano lessons too and i took lessons through there and i also took lessons through walker west music academy and i think i went there for like three years and did so, you ever get to play the clarinet no you played sax i played sax a, i played sax you all still the way play up sax? Until, uh, high school i think i was first chair all the way up until like 10th or 11th grade okay and i, and I let it go i haven't played in years <laughs> i can probably still do the scale like i remember the finger the fingering for the scale but that's yeah. about it i haven't tried okay. in yeah. years and years was your mom good yes yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. She used to um, have like a little jam session band uh, with Cynthia Johnson and uh, Yolanda Bruce and them because they all went to school together. Like mm-hmm. Cynthia Johnson, um, the she's the singer of Lips Incorporated, that the song Funky Town. But she's oh. also you know from here and uh-huh. she's had an illustrious music career and yeah. stuff like that. And so she went to school with my mom and then also Yolanda cool. Bruce, the singer okay. um, here too. She went to school with my mom and so they were like all friends and. They played back in the day, like they they did real music and stuff like that. And my uncle also did too. He was a part of a band here that was called Hayes, um, okay. which is where Sonny Knight is known from and where he came from before his revival of his career. Yeah, maybe later. Yeah, later on yeah. in life. Yeah, maybe you know five ten five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, Secret Stash and all that stuff. And it was so funny. I never even uh, knew Sonny. Um, until we started doing that and he knew my mom and he of played with my uncle and <laughs> yeah. you know like he we didn't put two and two together until you know because my, my parents are passed away so I didn't you know it wasn't like I went home and said oh you know it's mom I, I met this guy named Sonny right. you know it just kind of happened like that we were just talking about mm-hmm. the neighborhood talking about being from Rondo and stuff and I was like yeah you know um, my brother's father is uh, Big Funk and he was a huge dj back in st paul um in the 70s and the 80s and stuff everybody knew who this guy was he was like super the guy to go to when it came to music and stuff like that and uh he was like that's my cousin and i was like are you serious and he was like yeah and i was like oh my gosh well then we are like 
related. And yeah. he, he just, he loved me even before that. Like we just had kind of chemistry and stuff. We <laughs> yeah, kinda, yeah. Yeah, but he just, I, that was my dude. Yeah. But, you know, just that whole full circle thing, finding out that he was the lead singer of Hayes, because I got their old recordings and stuff that my uncle's on. And I didn't know that was Sonny, you know, until like meeting right. these people and doing all that. And, and like, when did you meet, me. when did this, when did when you? When I met Sonny? Yeah. It had to be, let's see, it's 2020, so uh, seven years. Okay. Yeah, I came back in 2013 and started the band. Mm-hmm. And so shortly thereafter, I started the band. I was introduced to Sunny Night. Okay. And then I started singing backgrounds right. for him and stuff because I'm on his album. I see yep. me, Sarah, Sarah Witty, and uh, Adriana, um, Liddy Midnight. Uh, and there's one more oh. person on there. Oh, Mina Moore. Yes, Mina okay. Moore. Mm-hmm. It was all of us that were like the Lakers. Or, you know, yeah. they, they were the Lakers and we were the Lindales. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So when you say came back, where where were like you that. coming back from? Where did you? Oh, I, I left to Hawaii yeah. for a couple years. Moved to Hawaii. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like New York or L.A. or something. Oh gosh, no, <laughs> no. You... I go there to like hang out and have fun. But yeah. Never work. Oh gosh. Um, no, uh, my parents had. Uh, my mom died. Uh, 2011 and my dad died in 2010 so they died about five months apart, mm-hmm. and uh, they both had cancer. Both had extremely different lives. Um. And it just kind of happened. Uh, I had went to nursing school to kind of learn how to take care of them and was both their caretakers and stuff, more predominantly my mom um, than my dad, but was, you know, of course, mm-hmm. their ta- caretakers and stuff. And so after everything happened, I stayed here for about six months, got my stuff together, packed up and moved, flipped yeah. the coin. Yeah. And it was like, I'm either going to go, I was like, something just told me to go to Hawaii. I don't know what it was or well, why. Doesn't everything always tell you to go oh, Hawaii? So, <laughs> so this is a decision, been. like you by yourself then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. did you know anyone out there? Not at all. No? Nope. So you just said, all awesome. right, I'm, yep. I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. I was, it, I always, uh, I, I'm very in tune uh, like with, I'm very in tune with things like astrology, metaphysics, meta, metaphysics and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I have a really spiritual, uh, high spiritual belief system and something was like, you need to leave. You know, something just told me right after that, I felt like I wasn't really going to do much with my life if I stayed here and I didn't heal from the trauma mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't do that here being around people being around influences being around the places that I think about them being everywhere yeah um, and so I was just like hmm I, I need to go and be by some water and that was kind of how those thoughts well you can't started. get more around water than Hawaii in Hawaii you really it's can't. surrounded by it yep. so and I've never been you know I was just like Okay, I'm gonna look at. I, I looked at Hawaii and I seen the Big Island and I was like, okay, we'll go there. <laughs> and then I seen the two top, you know, like the two biggest cities or whatever were Kona and Hilo. And I flipped a coin and I was like, you know, heads Hilo, tails Kona, and okay. it landed on heads. And I went to Hilo. So, so how did you? Uh, wow. All right. So you just you yep, just, just go dipped. on out there. Yep. yep. All right. Mm-hmm. And what was that like once you got there? Yeah. Did you, did, I mean, this were you sounds, able to make a living out there and everything like it's yeah. a um, I actually registered in a co- it turned out to be a college town mm-hmm. okay. so I registered in some classes couple classes um and then I was like okay I'll stay in the dorms because I have a couple classes so this will keep me from having to like apartment hunt yeah and then uh my father was military and so I figured okay I could do chapter 31 and so I can eat 
you know, and yep. without having to have like a whole bunch of loans or any kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, okay, I, I think I'll be all right if I have my dorm and my food taken care of, and then I'll just eat off the land. Cause you know, I was like, I can just like pick pineapples out of bushes <laughs> and knock coconuts out of trees. And yeah. you know what I mean? I'm picking yeah. oranges, pick lychees, pick all that stuff and just eat. You, you can go to the uh, market um, on Wednesdays down there. The market is fresh. So all the marketplace folks come out and they cook it, everything right there. You know, you can have, anything you want musubis all that kind of stuff and so i that's how i survived um and at the campus i met um who became like my sister i met a woman named tita tiana and uh, she was working at the cafe and it was called munchies and that's what made me go over there i was like oh that's cool that's that's real 420 play that's really hilarious it's called munchies pretty straightforward name yep (laughs) and it's open at night this makes sense okay cool so then i met her and uh you know we we just kind of hit it off and stuff and i just got really acclimated to the place and it was it was just that i just decided to stay yeah. Right. How long are you out there? About two years. Awesome. So you, so you go out there kind of because of this trauma, mm-hmm. this experience. You know, losing both your parents in a very short time. I oh, mean, yeah. basically the same time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like sort of that first, like, part when you got out there? I mean, that moment of reflection. I mean, like, I can only imagine like that first day. You know, you land, like you're stepping there, out into the sunshine, you know, and then you or... just you finally gaze out to the this ocean. It was a trip. It was like, so the, the, I left and didn't realize that, you know, their airports are open air, you know? And mm-hmm. so I didn't know that, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just, I'll sleep at the airport in Honolulu, <laughs> you know, for my little layover. And then I'll get up and, you know, as I get off the plane, I'm like, oh, it's really warm in here. This is cool. Like it feels, you know, humid and stuff. And then I look around and, you know, I'm like, oh, those are leaves. Oh, it's open in here you know so then i was like okay we got to figure out we can't sleep here because i can't just sleep outside like that you know what i mean where it's just like we're you know there's stuff can just run up on me and i was just like you're not into that (laughs) no i'm not into that (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine waking up and there's like a gecko yes Yes. i love that stuff i'm totally into it Listen, I'm with you. I do not like that not stuff. Doing, no, like, I like to no. see it, and I like to be around its habitat. Like, I'm yeah, not like encroach, you know, but you can't just be here no, in a space like no. that. No, no, I don't no. want something Mm-mm. crawling on me. No, nope, or crawling no. in a bag. No, yeah, no, no, no. Mm-mm. no. <laughs> All right, so I, I get it. Getting a hotel, you know, and then uh, <laughs> got my flight, and then I finally made it down there. It was just such a long thing. I always remember it was like 14 hours, so it was like I was just like dragging when I finally got there in the morning and stuff like that. But then I stayed at a hotel for my first two weeks and stuff just so that I could debrief yeah. and not have to clean up nothing, not have to deal oh, with anything. Oh, you have to. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like cause when you're a caretaker, all you do is right. take care of people. And you're cleaning the house, you're, you're taking care of the person, you're barely taking care of yourself, you got to do all the errands, you know what I'm saying, that kind of thing. So was, I just didn't want to do anything for like two weeks. And so I didn't. And so the hotel that I was at, the beach was right across the street. So every morning it does this little drizzle at about like six thirty, seven o'clock. It does this rainforest drizzle. Yeah. And then it stops. <laughs> yeah. And then you see the rainbow and then it's just all either black sand, white sand, green sand, you know, and it's just clear. You can see the fish swimming in the water. So clear. You know what I mean? And I would just Dang. sit there. I just sit on the beach. I yeah. would sing out there, pray out there. 
talk to mom. Yeah. And people would leave me alone. Like it wasn't like people were walking up to me and being like, you're talking to yourself. Are you okay? Type stuff. I think that the folks down there, because they're in touch with their spirituality like that, that they understood that I was praying and they understood that mm-hmm. I was doing things to heal and stuff. And so they gave me my space and sometimes they would come and sit down, you know, folks would come to sit down and talk with me or just sit near and just, you know, yeah. just be near. But yeah, it was, it was, I was totally free. I was totally free. I, I've never experienced anything like that ever in my life. And when you, <clears throat> when you made the decision to come back, had you, had you gotten to the point where you knew you had enough and you needed, you know, you were okay. And yeah, cause it sounds like the kind of thing you would never want to leave. Right. <laughs> you know? it, because it's like paradise. It really yeah. is. But it was two things. It was one, I kind of got what they call rock fever where it was like, okay, this is my, you know, I can do a rock a circle. fever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you do a circle and that's, yep. that's where you live. You live on an Island. So right. I can do, I can drive, you know, and yep. I'm here. I'm back to where I started. Right. And so that was kind of wearing on me. But the main thing was is that I really I was I was sitting on music that I was recording the whole time that my parents were sick. And I kept like that was how I would process that. Or like after my especially after my mom passed, I would sit up at night until like five or six o'clock in the morning and be playing keys and singing into my MacBook. Mm-hmm. And like creating all these tracks, creating all this music. And I literally kept hearing my mom say, you got to go back home. You know, you can't like run. You can't run from this. You got to go back home sure. because you have this music to do, you know. Yep. And it was it was knowing what happened and knowing like as of today, right now, I believe it with all my heart that it was her that told me to go back. Mm-hmm. And and I know why now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? From yeah. all the beautiful things that have manifested since I've been back, it has been a, a, a totally different career that I've had uh, post Hawaii than my career before I left. Right. Sure. Yeah. So the losing of your parents, I mean, especially mm-hmm. with the dialogue with them, I mean, that was a big influence. I mean, that's been part of the that process or that body of work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a part of everything. It was just it was. I think it was like my uh, wrapping up my childhood and everything that came before their deaths, because I think I was 25, 26 years old. So I was super young. You know, when I mean? they when, when they, they passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like my 20, 25 years of where I had came from because I knew that after they passed that life wasn't going to be the same. I wasn't going to be the same person. I wasn't going to be the same bubbly, you know, happy go lucky kind of person. Like I used to be, I used to be really goofy and Mm -hmm. laugh all the time and always cracking jokes and doing stuff. And then I became very serious. And in different, you know, like I'm still funny and still, you know, yeah, you seem like you got, I was gonna say, you got a light yeah, spirit. You seem like pretty, I, yeah. but I used to be way <laughs> pretty bubbly. Different. Yeah, I used to be way sure. different. Um, I think it kind of just made me, I'd grow up, you know, because I was still sure. staying with my mom and, you know, going to college, you know, I was going mm-hmm. to, I, at that point, I was finishing up nursing school. Were your school. folks separated at yeah, the time? Okay, yeah. so they weren't living in the same house, no. both of them sick and what? No, but, but still. Well, my dad would come over, um, you know, he was sick. He He got sick before her. Um, my father uh, had a progression of sickness because he had a uh, liver cancer and stuff that ended up turning into uh, or, uh, metastasizing. Uh, yeah, metastasizing. Yeah, yeah. And, or it was like mm-hmm. not liver cancer; it was liver failure that metastasized into oh, cancer and yeah. stuff like that. So um, it just he he was really uh, 
av- adamant about coming to see us like at least once a week. And my dad was like legally blind in one eye and sick and in hospice. But this dude would get in his car <laughs> <laughs> and drive yeah. to my mom's house and always bring her flowers. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. always bring her flowers, bring her cards and stuff, you know. Um, I remember the last bouquet he brought her, uh, it was a card in there. It was like, you had my heart from the start. And I'll, I'll never forget that because it was a moment that I could see them share um, as, a, as a grown person. And I, I could see in, in a many ways that they reconciled yeah. all the troubles and the things that had happened in the past in that moment. It was very, uh, that was like cathartic yeah yeah for me um to stand back and see that and just be like wow that was really beautiful and you got to witness that and it was just me and them you know what i mean that's, that's a nice yeah. that's, that's good a stuff. nice view into that yeah. into there i think stuff like that was what helped me through because people always go you know why how could you be so strong you know or you know how could you see the things you've seen and still be able to you know deal like i, I couldn't deal with what you dealt with or you know right. stuff like that all the time but i'm like uh my mom really built me up to to get ready for this and not just at the time that she was dying but I think for my whole life, I think, you know, it, with that spiritual like thing it. again, yeah. sometimes you mm-hmm. know before you know. Right. Sometimes you know you're not always going to be there. And she used to say stuff like that to me all the time. She was like, you know, you know, just, you know, it's just so that you know, because, you know, God willing, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to be here forever. You know, she would say stuff like that to me. Yeah. You know, quite often. And, and I, you know, like in remembering, it was like more closer to the time before she got sick. It, it, it's it that that like God she willing stuff started yeah, yeah like i remember her you know she didn't always right. do it yeah. you know what i mean yep. but then later up and around that time i remember that and i was like you know i always know my mom was blessed like that too like with me where it's like whatever it is in our path we know what's going to happen in our path before we know but right we don't necessarily know what it is but it's tangible and and whatever the instinct tells you to do you should follow that I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I do too. And, and yeah. you know, the fact that you, you know, I think it's setting it up, but that spirituality, you know, the fact that you can still have conversations. Oh, yeah. You know, yep. I mean, I, I do the exact same thing yep. with people that I've lost. Oh, for sure. Still have conversations. Because you know they're you know? there. Yeah. You know they're there. My mom knocked on a windowsill this morning, or uh, this weekend. Yep. And it, it, it didn't freak me out, <laughs> but it did. Because, you know, I was like, I was ruminating and saying, you know, uh, put what I always call casting my spells, you know, manifesting, saying this is what I want, this is what I don't want. I want this. I want to make this happen. You know what I mean? And I, I can't even remember what I was talking about. But, uh, you know, I was talking about, like, the future of my life and the things that I deserve um, to be able to experience. Um, and then all of a sudden, I, it would, like, as soon as I said it, it was like, <laughs> and it was loud and it was as if somebody was standing right next to the window it wasn't even it didn't sound like it was from the outside it sounded like it was right there and i was like that was mom you know or like little bells yep. sometimes yeah. i'll hear little bells go off sometimes cardinals uh-huh. sometimes butterflies or her numbers eight five and three yeah and you know and then i found out eight five and three is the fibonacci sequence the you know, what? The Fibonacci sequence. Have I you ever heard like the is. golden theory? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really cool. I'm it's sure like, it is. It's, how, um, it's the pattern of how things 
um, in the universe manifests itself. So like some flowers follow the Fibonacci, some uh, um, uh, animal patterns follow mm-hmm. Fibonacci, some things in us. It's it's the spiral. The, it, yep. it's, it's it's a Fibonacci a golden theory. And it's, it, it's eight, five, and three are the numbers that are inside the little squares because it kind of looks like a little conch shell, uh-huh. the way that they do it it's like math and i'm not yeah yeah no i like it i'm looking it up i'm looking it up yeah i totally like i get that like i don't understand math like that but i get that fibonacci sequence and how that works and stuff and it's that it's like the the ongoing of the universe and things like that so it's like all this stuff comes full circle it does you know it it does and it never actually leaves yeah no Mm -mm. i like that your folks it changes you know and changes its appearance but it's still but it's still there still there right next to you i believe yeah Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence. I see, see? it. Um, <laughs> I like that your folks. So you know, my parents are divorced, and they went through a period of time where they were sort of fighting bitterly and whatever. It was pretty natural, I guess. Uh, but now, the last ten, fifteen years, they're they're very good friends. You know, my mother and my stepmother are very good friends, and I just. I think it's important when you have, uh, especially when you have kids with someone, you're never not going to be in a relationship with that person. Right. Like it, yeah. You, you can choose to have a bad relationship if you want. Yep. But you can also choose to make amends and have a decent relationship because you are always tied. Exactly. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. I mean, my mom was always, um, she was just, she was uncanny. She was uncanny. Like the, the, the kind of person that, she was she raised me through the example of her life like she was never one of those do as i say not as i do parents she always was about her walking and her talking like it was never um she was always on me and my brother to do better and then she would do better you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like she was 43 years old let me say wait Let's see, how was I? So she was like 44 or 45. Oh, let me hit my cough button. <laughs> see? See, I, I like that I, cough button. This yeah. is awesome. This is really cool. Is it that kind? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's got the I momentary one. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just down. accidentally turn mine off. <clears throat> you know, you hit the, the little, you get the little tingle in your throat. It's so weird. Right. Yeah. It makes your eyes water. I hate that. I was like, <laughs> that's one thing about being human I don't like. It's those little things like getting tingles tickles? in your throat. Yeah. <laughs> throat it's like, as a singer, oh my God, it is so irritating because they happen on stage and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like so annoying. Yeah, but I when, when, you're, when you're watching, you, you, no one cares. They're like, you just keep going. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Just be like, I'm it's all good. Y'all, y'all know, y'all know good. what it is. It goes, it yep. to y'all Especially too. when you got a beautiful voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Take your time. Exactly. Yeah, you need a break. Grab, grab a drink of water. We're fine. Exactly. Take uh, your time. Wait. I like that. In yep. fact, uh, we are we are halfway through this. Why don't we take this opportunity Jeez. to give you just a little break? You can wipe. I know it does, doesn't wow. it? Wow, are you serious? That's crazy. Yeah, we're 30 minutes in, yeah. It I know. like 15. I know. It did. It, <laughs> felt like, it, it felt like we just got started. It, it, act, it happens. <laughs> it does. Well, that means it's good, though. You know, yeah, when, when it's it, good. When, when stuff passes by, that's how you know. Right. time flies when you're having fun. Uh, yes, exactly. that's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's funny. You sit in this little bubble and you just, you know, you get into it. And oh, next yeah. thing you know, 30 minutes is gone and then an hour is gone. Goodness. There it is. All right, well, we'll take a short break and right, come back. Back in a minute. Today's show is brought to you by the Andalin app, a first-of-its-kind digital legacy preservation app 
that allows you to digitally attach photos, videos, and audio recordings to the places and objects you love. Imagine hearing your grandmother's voice telling the stories of your family heirlooms. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andolin, available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit andolin.app for more information. Need some help with a construction project? Looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what is not? Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeler servicing residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consultation. Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier. Visit PackSimply.com. Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant. His strong connections in the Minnesota art world give him a unique perspective on the talented pool of artists from our region. Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit jamesholmberg.com to find out more. All right. Do you want to go on a wilderness adventure with me, Sam? Or maybe you know a group of kids who could benefit from an extended break from their electronics. Or maybe you just need a break from those kids. Visit earthedfound.org for more information about how to get started. For information about becoming a sponsor of Legacy Matters, please visit LegacyMattersPodcast.com. All right, we'll get we'll get back at it here. All right. Um, so again, you know, little little break session and then and then we start talking about things and forget that we're not recording so exactly we'll uh well let's just pick up where we left off yeah the, so we've got bobby all in sure. well not that part but what you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> right now so what was the band <laughs> that you were just talking about this is an yeah. early this um, is an early band um, configuration of a band right yeah well, it was it was a real thing i was just young and like Along for the ride. Yeah. Um, so how old are we talking? I was probably, let's see, I was 16, 17 when I joined. Mm. Okay. Yeah, 16. So and, and this band was already? 2001. And it was already going on. Okay. Um, the band was called Edupoetic Interbrainment. And um, it was, it first had started out with um, three guys uh, at, I want to say it was like Mr. D's Caribbean Splash in Jazzville. It was a couple open mics. And so Tayo Sciolo, Black Power, and Frank Centwali had um, this group together called Edupoetic Entertainment. They started doing their own open mics and stuff, and then kind of it was this band. It, it kind of evolved into this band, and it had several different iterations of band members. Okay. So it was like there was this first iteration of band folks, and then they uh, – left or whatever and then there was another iteration and i think i was a part of the second iteration of that band because then after i left there was a third iteration of that band okay so yeah so i was like a part of the second my brother had joined the group first um he had uh went down to jazzville and jumped on the drums because my brother's a drummer and he had jumped on like the congas and stuff like that and they kept him immediately and was like okay you're in <laughs> and then um Jason Murray, he's a bass player in a group called Blue Dot Trance, and he was in quite a few other bands and stuff like that. Um, and Queen Drea, she was also 
um, in Blue Dot Trance, and she had a band of her own called Flux Deluxe. They joined Edupo. Um, and then my brother brought me in, and then Alex Danovich, the keyboard player, came in there. And then uh, lastly, Devon Evans joined the group. So then Devon Evans played for Bob Marley. And, you know, like when I first met him, you know how people tell you that they play with people and you'd be like, whatever. Like, (laughs) right, right. The Marley or some guy pretending, you know, or yeah, we'll see. Or maybe you was like just sat in with him or something, you know, whatever. Nope. This dude wore, he wore a yellow shirt and it's like, I think it was a Bob Marley. It's a, it's an actual video of his recording. Um, and I can't remember where they were at, maybe London, maybe Jamaica. It was somewhere. It was super huge. And all you could see is a sea of people and Bob's up there doing his thing. And it was probably shortly before he died. Cause it was like 80, I think yeah. Bob died in 81. So it was like maybe 80 or yeah, 80. And Devon is up there playing the congas with a yellow shirt on that says Devon I Evans. (laughs) You know. And I remember looking at the TV like, oh my God, it's for real. (laughs) I'm gonna have to get a shirt with my name on it. I was I like that idea. That's a really people then they can go you can't deny it. You can't deny him at all. He played with Bob and he played with Bob for real. Yeah. With with his name on his shirt. (laughs) I love that. I it's not like I'm gonna wear it very often but if i do anything cool yep i'm yeah. gonna have to have that around to throw Ain't on that, i like that, it i love it i thought it was cool too and i was like yeah I, after that i was just, <laughs> and i always respected him for sure you know that but just you know you're a kid and you're just oh, that like, helps. Yeah, right you know okay well you don't you know it, you, exactly yeah. a lot of people say a lot i say a lot of shit <laughs> okay i talk some serious <laughs> shit you know and growing up as a kid in the industry in that way that's all i ever really seen and heard you know right. like a lot lot of people will always embellish or do a little too much yeah. and yeah. you get so used to that you're just like whatever dude like right. you know i know you're a singer or, or you're an artist and that's <laughs> great and that's wonderful i'm not going to treat you any kind of different because of who you are <laughs> thanks for letting me know you know because I, I i hold the same standard to myself like you oh know, yeah you don't have to sure. treat me a certain kind of way because i'm poppy l or whatever it's like i got a nice uh disposition and you know, I'm talented and stuff like that. And I want you to respect me because of that, because I'm a good person, as opposed to you just being like, oh, you're a singer. We're just going to hate you. And yeah, no, don't do that. Don't put I don't me like on a pedestal because I'm going to fall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm a human being, you know, and it's like, you know, I want you to, to definitely support my music and, and love on me and stuff like that. But just don't think that I can do no wrong because every day is like we constantly trying to figure out what's new. Like everything changes day by day. And, you know, even the most minute of changes changes your day, changes your outlook, changes your perspective, changes your disposition. So, yeah, and we're all human. Yeah, we're all human. And we we were saying that in the break, too. Like, we're all in this together and we have got to do better. Yep, We've got to be nicer to each other all the time. A choice. I mean, in order to like raise the vibe, you got to raise the vibrations because it's mm-hmm. just too low. It's too low around here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's your current uh, band looking like right now? What's your current situation? So it is me, Ted Godbout on the keys, Nick Dodd on the drums, Ahanti Young on percussion, Tayo Sayolo on uh, background vocals, and then he's got some percussion stuff going on, and then James Towns on the bass. Okay. And and do you go under the name? Paviel. Paviel, that's mm-hmm. what I thought, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I was like, that's perfect. Like, you know, everybody always thought it was fake anyway. You know, they always thought it was like a pseudonym or a moniker or something. Like, you know, I was like, then they go, oh, gosh, your mom named you Pavio. And I'm like, dude, it's like, it's a real name. name. It's a very pretty name. name. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. It's great. It was a perfume back in the day. Was it? Yeah, my dad's name was Paul. Oh. And so my mom was like, okay, give her, she, she wanted me to, to have his initials, and, but she didn't want it to be Paula or Pauline. And so they were looking at all these P names and stuff. And Avon, of all perfume makers, came out <laughs> with Paviel. And it was a slick bottle. It was super cute. And they spelled it like Pavi. L, so it was like two names, and so right. my mom was like, "We're gonna put this all together, all one name, and keep it capitalized." So that's why it's capitalized. That is so cool. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love it too because I have uh, named my children yeah. kind of odd names, you yeah. know. Um, Andalyn is is my daughter. Oh, it's but, beautiful. I thanks. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but in you know, just in finding names, in looking for names, and sort of playing around with it it's fun it is yeah and so there is that's a, a great a name top ballerina dancer and choreographer with the same name what's that Paviel. with Paviel. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's from here born and raised and she's like really awesome she has ballet studio she does all kinds of stuff and it's a trip because her mom wrote books and my mom was she uh, worked in the school system and she was an advocate so she was community advocate so she was always working at places like inner city youth league or uh summit university weed and see ronald community land trust she was just a part of all community mm-hmm. things, yep. sage yep. gardens all that thing and so we had went to some event i think it was at inner city and i was probably seven or eight and this woman that had wrote this book or what it was like a children's book and stuff and my mom was just talking to her and was like oh that was so great and I was standing next to my mom, always up under her, always looking at people, always meeting people. And she was like, what's your daughter's name? And my mom was like, Paviel. And she was like, oh, my God. And she stopped. And she was like, that is so beautiful. And then she kind of paused for a second. She was like, Paviel. So fast forward years and years later, I start working at the job that I'm at now. And one of the members said, hey, you know, there's this uh, young girl named Paviel. She's friends with my daughter. Do you know her or is there any kind of thing with that? And I was like, well, you know, there was this lady that, um, you know, she liked my name so much or whatever, you know, that, you know, she basically told my mom in so many words that she was going to name her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is the lady. So, yeah. (laughs) And so it was so funny. He was like, I got to get y'all together. All this other stuff. Like he had her friend me on Facebook and stuff and we connected and all that. But lo and behold, I was standing outside of my job and her mom walks up and it was like out of nowhere. Like it wasn't, we, we didn't plan to meet or anything. Her mom walks up (laughs) and her, and it was, it was so funny. Um, because then Paviel comes running up and she was (laughs) like, mom, that's Paviel. you know? And then we all hug and like do this super crazy, like. You know, like we've not seen each other in 30 years, but we don't yeah. really know each other like that. Right. But we're out there like hugging and crying and going, oh, my God. And I'm like selfing, like the two Bobby L's have reunited. Like so cool. You That's know? really that is, cool. I, that is <laughs> really cool. That? That's another full circle. Yes. I mean. But that's my my life has been. Right. Series of full circles. Yeah. And it just always continues. Everything is just like that. Like, yeah, here is. Here's where you start, and then everything that I go through when I get back to this place, I understand why it happened. Yeah, it's yeah, every yeah. time, every time I can't, I can't 
I can't even lie about it. I can't even make it up. <laughs> no, of course not. Even with the stuff you with don't Sunny seem like you make that. stuff up. No, <laughs> unless I'm writing a play. Okay. And, even, and even still, I'm not making stuff up. Usually, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a nonfiction writer. So. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, let's talk about your plays. Yeah. Plays. What What is? Uh, let's have a little history on it. Um. So I think the last play I did, it was a play called Ovarian Fortitude. And it was about me standing up on my own. And, you know, like we always say, you got to have the balls. Well, I don't have balls. So I'm going to call this ovarian fortitude. (laughs) Right. I mean, I immediately understood what you meant with ovarian fortitude. Yeah, I did too. I got got it, but I I wouldn't have made the connection to you got to have balls. Right. That's what people tell you. No, I love it. You know what they do? They even tell women, you got to have balls. You got to step out. You got to have the cojones. And it's like, I don't have those. Sorry. Yeah. Right. It's like a lot of things over time. Like instead of actually meaning you need to have testicles, you got to have balls. It mean it's just like it becomes this other thing. But I right. but I wouldn't think of like how stupid that is to say to a lady like, "Come on, you know, man up." Like, right? Why are you saying man up? Like, I did that for my mom. She used to snap on people for saying man to her. Oh. She would and she would be like, "All right, girl." Or whatever, like, and it would change, like, she would say that kind of stuff to a guy. Yeah. Like, they'd be like, yeah, man, da-da-da-da-da. She'd be like, all right, girl, da-da-da. Because she <laughs> throw it right back at her mom. She would not play with people. And, 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 yeah. and it would shock them so much that they would never do it again. Because yeah. my right. mom was like, don't refer to me as that. Mom's well, always about semantics. I'm not sure that I have ever told a woman that she's got to get balls to get something done. But I know I never will now, no, for sure. It's, if I ever have, I'm sorry, but it's not coming out now. I definitely don't say that. I can I can assure you on that. You, we say a lot of stupid things, but well, I don't I think do. yes. you got you to... Gotta, yes. I don't think I'd ever look at a lady and say you got to grow some balls here or something. You know, no way. Yeah, no. no. And but people okay. will. But people, people do. I get it. But people do and people will. And so and, and that was my whole thing about it. It was like you know this is my own kind of thing. And I was like I'm a coin this and you know stand on you know like how I feel and, and the things that make me uh, a woman and the, the feelings that I feel as that and like I just talked a lot about um, navigating. And in, in navigating in this body it, it, with this experience, how I show up, how I present mm-hmm. in the world, mm. and navigating. You know you've been other things before, don't yes, you? Yes, several times. <laughs> you just, what, in what One you was said. a dancer. Yeah. She died in 79 when disco died. I okay. have real uh, like trauma about disco music <laughs> that I wasn't even born in. I was born in 84. Right. So I totally missed right. this. But whatever the past life was had something about disco because I hate it with passion there's a few songs that i can listen to but otherwise and i'd be like don't play it like it triggers me that's funny i I know a couple people like that too specifically about disco really yeah and i i always think like what's the big deal i know used to be yeah i used to be you know and i know it's just getting older but i used to be less tolerant of music I didn't like or something but now it's like everything else in life I've kind of come to the point where I I feel like well that's my baggage I I actually yep. should just take a step back and sort of think about this that's and, how I've been thinking yeah yeah because it's like could, is it really garbage or it's do not. I just not I don't like think it, it is yeah. yeah you know what I mean and it's, yeah. just, it's just me you just <laughs> gotta find the right disco well, yeah because there are some songs th- I do is. like you know yeah. what I mean like um, Young Hearts Run Free I do like that one song and then there's some uh, 
uh, like Fly Robin Fly, like the more funkier cuts and stuff. Uh-huh. I do kind of like those. Like I, I like Nile Rodgers in like a lot of what he did, Chic and okay. all that. So yep. there's some stuff. Yep. But I think it's just a, for whatever that past life was, <laughs> I like she it. doesn't like it. <laughs> right. So, and she just, it, it's whatever she hears, and it's like something that takes me back to 77. And it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to go back there. Whatever happened back then I is. Don't. It's going to stay back then. I forget what we were talking about before that, but you well, just, your play. Oh yeah, yes, just play. in the yes. way you said it, though, you can you can tell like that you gave it away that you know you had past lives. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. okay. you know, I think it, uh, we recycle. You know, like I always thought there was something to that reincarnation. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I just I feel like. How do spirits die? Like if, you know, our spirit, if, if I know my mom and like all my ancestors are omnipresent, then mm-hmm. I know we're going around and around this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you can't tell me we're not going around and around. Right. Yeah, I don't know how it all works. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't peer behind the veil and kind of figure out like the, of course, you know, if I did, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be really cool, right? Or something. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> well, you, something. You'd be giving TED Talks or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a mega church somewhere. Oh, no. Uh, right. Mom always said you do it until you get it right. She, yeah. she always felt like you keep you right. keep going until you get it right and then yeah. you yep. can ascend into wherever you ascend. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yep. you know what? Maybe maybe she didn't believe in hell either. Yeah. That was yeah, I don't too. either. Actually. She, oh, she, I don't. She didn't believe in that either. No. She was no. like, hell is on earth. Yeah. She's right. like, I was probably like four years so old. So is heaven. And she's like, hell's on earth now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. I think heaven's heaven, here it, too if you because it's the the state of mind and that's yes. Yeah. So maybe getting it right for you is some sort of appreciation of disco. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe like maybe I should cover some. Yeah, you know what I mean, and cover like some do some disco. stuff. I do cover. Do Stevie a little Hicks. disco, just I, a little. I cover uh, "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac, and that's technically in the disco. Area. There you go. Maybe is it? Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. that's healing. Yep. Maybe that's the okay. healing that you have to do. Yep. Is to is to <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get yourself through this. I gotta get through the disco. Yep. To, to <laughs> heal that past life. Like whatever happened to her in '79. I know she died in '79. I know for a fact. And that was the same year. That it, like I used to get, I would get almost weepy as a little kid watching the footage from the disco sucks. <laughs> when they burned everything and was it Wrigley Field? I have no was idea. It? They, they oh. were somewhere, I want to say they oh, were in Wrigley I do know Field. Or they wait, wait, wait. You're talking about like the record? Remember they were burning the records in the field? What field was it? Was yeah. that New York yeah. Yankees or I, was that Wrigley Field? I'm, I'll look it up. But I know well, there was all about. kinds of weird record yes. burning things. Yeah, you know, but it like was that one disco. It was the sucked. end of the disco it was era. The, it was the, the supposed yep, yeah. Yep. I remember the weird suburban uh, heavy metal. <laughs> Parents would burn like ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne oh, records. Yeah, because it was Satanic. Satanism is like if you play this backwards, you'll hear like the right. Devil's Pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, some some crazy thing that was on the White Album too. I think where you're supposed oh, to play you... it back. Backwards. Get him talking hair metal here. Really? Well, the oh. white the white album is the Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. yeah the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. just saying. I'm, like, yeah. what? I'm looking. I want to go play it backwards. What what happens? I, I don't know what happens. Oh, I've never played an album backwards. <laughs> I, I don't have, even know how to. You know what I play? How do, backwards? How do you how do you how do you put it in reverse? I, my mom had a um, Pioneer Techniques record player. Yeah. And in between the 45 and the 33, there was a notch, and you could just slow. You could hit put the the little thing in the notch. You know, just yeah. move to yeah. the metal, and it wouldn't spin at all. And so, and then you, and then I you would do just it play it backwards because oh. I played 
um, <laughs> Prince. It was the. It was. Uh, it was. It was. That was the first album I ever played back. He has some part where he sings backwards, right? Ooh, yeah. 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 Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I wanted to hear yeah. what he was saying after. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, I. How are you? I'm fine because the Lord is coming soon. Oh. Right. And that's what he says. And that was the first record I ever played back because I wanted. Which to know album what Prince was, it, was it? That one, Controversy. Um, nope. It was at the end of Darling, Darling Nikki. So. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, was, yep. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. Rain. Yep. Right. So, yeah. Yep. I'm pointing to the albums here in the yep, studio. What's up? See, he's always looking at us. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, and that's like, present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we're in Minneapolis. Of course, he's always looking yeah. at us. He's always. Yeah. Right. But he's, that he's album, he's really looking. He's Omni Prince. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's way up high on the thing. You know, and right. and when I was young, I did not have an appreciation for Prince. It, it came later in life. Really? You know, yeah. Probably in my 20s, but, you know, 20s and 30s. But other other friends, you know, just loved Prince. And I was like, nah, not really my thing. And then I later, oh, I like, love, oh, God, wow. I really I do other stuff of Prince's, like, um, not necessarily the hits like everybody likes, but I always liked, like, Venus de Milo. Like nobody knows that song and he didn't right. even sing on it, but it was just so beautiful. I was a fan of his instrumental work, like Madhouse. God, mm-hmm. I love all this new like, stuff yeah. coming out too, the, the older stuff. It's crazy. Like to hear like what he was really thinking about. And, As like, he's going he through was, it and playing it on yep. the piano. I love it. So cool. It is. Yeah. And I always like, I liked his other stuff because that was, the, you know, like the hits were always the hits and they were always bomb. I always, I enjoyed Yeah, I mean, what's not to like? Yeah, and, and I always heard it in the house. Like my mom and my aunt and them, they always, you know, Prince, Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamara in the scene, Jesse Johnson, you know, like we had all those albums and stuff like that. But I just, I really liked um, the stuff that wasn't so popular. You know, it was, it was always those things. Like of my course. favorite album is uh, Under the Cherry Moon. I oh yeah. Girls that's and a great... Boys, all that stuff. That's where Venus DeMille was from. Okay. Yep. Mountains. Well, I'm going to read this to you <laughs> since I did look it up. Um, so if you, <laughs> if you type in Disco Sucks. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next word that it populates for you is movement. So there was a movement. Yes. Disco sucks movement. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like uh, when, a, when a loudmouth DJ tried to kill disco. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the homophobic and racist implications were impossible to ignore. Absolutely. Oh, so they're they're saying de- uh, oh, they're saying <laughs> that uh, disco was black music and gay music. And that's why this person tried to to yep. get it all burnt down. For sure. Kaminsky Park in Chicago is where that happened. So it was, yeah, because yep. I, I was thinking, it was wow. like, is it Brickley Field? Yeah. But no, no, it's Kaminsky Park. Okay, was was this a big, big mm-hmm. event? Yeah, yeah, sure was. I, I do remember. 1979, right? You got it. Mm-hmm. New Year's Day, yeah. 1979. Yep. Okay. Oh, New oh, Year's Day. Well, is no, that no, what you I, said? excuse me. New Year's Day, uh, the station abruptly changed from. Something to disco. Okay, but so then this guy, Steve Dahl, on July 12th of 1979, got a big group of people together to burn disco. What was wrong with people burning stuff? Burning books, burning records. Yeah, like like somehow that's gonna make the idea and like the it's, it's all gone. go away. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, nope. no, resolve that one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start burning my bills. Okay, <laughs> yeah, listen, they're gone. Me and you, we'll start this movement right now, y'all. Let's Burn meet your now. bills. Exactly. Let's meet downtown. 
and, and where's the little Sounds, what's, the, what's the little uh, thing behind um the the river Co- the West County River Parkway? Yeah, you do the rest, River, rest River Parkway. Meet me down there. <laughs> We're gonna yeah, burn. Yeah. Then they'll we'll be burn. gone. Yep, St. Anthony Falls. We'll throw everything into Done. the river. Yep. <laughs> this sounds like trouble to me, and I'm gonna get in trouble for. We're doing this. Oh my gosh! You have Sounds every like bill collector trying well, to sue. If you can, if oh you can gosh. just burn the burn the music and it's gone forever, why right. can't I burn my bills? I don't exactly. <laughs> they should never come back. Never. Yeah, they're never. They'll be forgotten about forever. Uh, oh man! All right. Yep. Well, well. Uh, you know, people people are so funny. They just you you can't kill an idea of people. You just doesn't matter. It's no, like it doesn't matter. Influence happens. You, you can't I'm telling you, that. you are gonna leave here today, and you are gonna there's gonna be a pull up some disco on out. Apple Music, and you're gonna be like, shit, hmm, Donna Summer. I guess I gotta listen. I do like her. I do like Donna Summer. Like there's yeah, a, there's a couple the queen songs of that disco. she had, and her disco was different because like she had a different oh, kind of sound. Oh, well, see now we're I, getting into you're the, a discoist. I did. Uh, yeah, okay. yes, yes, because All she right. had. Oh, whatever that is <laughs> different kind of sound you know like like love to love you does not sound like i love the nightlife you know what i mean you, you know the yeah. difference between yep. that like yeah. one is funky and you're like hey that is rocking you know and how she sings love to love you i love that but then like some of the stuff i think it has to do with the major keys sure. and, and you know, like a, a major sounding music the things that are really like bright and dee, 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 that stuff really <laughs> bothers me and i think that's part of being a kid too like the stuff that right you know I, I didn't like as a kid you know how you grow up and like some stuff you just if you don't like it when you're little it's, oh, it's totally. hard for you to like it when you're grown i, I totally understand <laughs> and it's that, that yes. kind of stuff major sounding music like any of that and i think that like anything that's super pop you know that's played out crazy like even i used to argue with people about motown stuff and like um the uh redoing like how many times people have done heard it through the grapevine you know what right. i mean like it, like yeah. at the same time because marvin gladys mm-hmm. um and there was one more there's one more um you're never gonna get it from me oh yep, yeah temptations yep. so there was like three out at the For same sure. time and i used to be like why <laughs> you know like why would you do that when you can make so like you, you that's have, a fair question you know though. what i mean yeah and, and it's uh, so it's it's anything that has to do with like a machine disco was a machine you know like that pop machine stuff where it's like everything comes out it sounds the same it's all yeah, the yeah. same and i think that's really what my problem is hey <laughs> that's that's reasonable though yeah it's hard yeah because like, even the music today it's hard for me to right to i was gonna say there's a ton it. of produced music yeah, right now that's why i love to me when it's yep. like wait this just sounded like the last song i just heard i promise yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so, that's yeah, why i love hard. the current because it, and you know you mm-hmm. mentioned that the, they're just a huge influence in our musical scene here oh, and sure. uh we, we've actually got jake rude coming in tomorrow so we'll, we'll keep pulling yeah. yep We'll keep pulling current folks if they'll if they'll come on the show. Well, but. let me ask you this, yeah. if, and this is for people that are listening. How would you describe your sound right now? Mm. I always like to say that my sound is super retro. It's soul, mm-hmm. and I try to keep that aesthetic. Like I try to make music that would stand in '76. Like Shaka Khan would be my main contender. Okay, <laughs> you know, All like right. Rufus and Shaka Khan, those would be the people that I would be in competition with. That's the kind of music that I want to make. Gotcha. You know, Frankie Beverly, Maze, that yep. kind of stuff. Yeah, music, Parliament, you know, stuff. With James Brown, just um, carrying that 
because somebody needs to do that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my age and stuff. I, I'm a, I guess I'm a millennial. Some people say I'm a zennial because I'm born in 84. I'm like, I don't know. But I know that I'm born <laughs> after the 80s. Yeah. And so I'm a, around oh, this so time. Gen- yeah, because I get the Gen Xers and then there's a zennial little piece in between 79 and like, some people say 79 and 84 and then some people say it's 79 and 83 and there's these because because supposedly we're different from millennials because we grew up part with the old school but we mm-hmm. also grew up with computers uh, see this is yeah this is what we talk about this all the time but uh, you have you still had some of your life a foothold in the analog world. Yes. Right. And because my parents were older. My parents were boomers. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm a eighties baby that parents from that doesn't have older Gen X parents. parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like my brothers and sisters are Gen Xers. And yeah. so it's a little my my Right. How my upbringing was a little Are you the youngest? Different. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep, I'm the baby. The my baby brother. girl. You were <laughs> yeah. spoiled. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because <laughs> I was the only one there. Of you know, course. My brother, I think he was 16 when I was five. Okay, so yeah, he was getting ready to graduate high school and all that. So like five, six, seven years old, like probably after that, probably after seven or eight. I was, it was just me in yeah. the yeah. house, you know? So it was like, okay, I'm just the only child, even though I'm not. But that's kind of how I've I I've got a up. three and a half year old uh, and... You know, my next closest child is 10. So she'll have a period of time where she's the only. It's so weird. And you don't go to school with like your brothers and sisters and stuff. It's so weird. Yeah. I always wanted that. That was the only thing I always kind of wanted as a kid. Like, I just want a sibling to go to school with. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) But it was cool. It was cool. Like, I had enough uh, family and like cousins and people around me and stuff like that from the neighborhood. And so it was just like going to school. So female female empowerment somewhat right in your in your playwriting yes mm-hmm. and i i love that because and also black empowerment black and, empowerment you know, and all of that like me everything that i am i wanted to be able to say in a way that wasn't um that wasn't saying that i have this plight you know i didn't i didn't want to present it in that kind of way i wanted to present it in an uh away on my terms and say that even though there's these isms of the world I'm still going to do what I want to do <laughs> you know because I've always been that kind of person my mom was that kind of person she was like you know you we know what's happening in the world we know about racism we know about sexism we know and we've experienced these things we still are going to do what we want to do Mm-hmm. We're still going to move forward. We're still going to break glass ceilings. Totally. We're still going to walk into doors and the rooms and stuff that we supposedly don't belong in. Like, you know, I did a symphony last year, you know, like I wrote a complete symphony and had St. Paul Chamber Orchestra <laughs> awesome. play. And you know what I mean? I just walked in the room, you know? So there's a couple of things that I think <laughs> of. The first, well, I, I, this is all very important stuff. So the first one is that, uh, you know, my daughter... It, People, when they see little girls, they always say, oh, my gosh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. And I, I always tell people, like, can you just tell her she's smart first? Yep. Like, you know, just just do that favor for me. Because exactly. I, I understand she's cute. I get it. Yeah. You know, but I think it it sort of socializes them to be more concerned about whether they're being cute in mm-hmm. the moment than whether they're being smart or yep. good or you know not even a sort of yeah right. okay yep. it's exactly what it does good all yep. right it's all mm-hmm. our coded language and stuff and they always talk about those memes and mores and traditions and stuff that come from back then but it's been happening 
cross cultures, cross genders, cross everything. Like we've always said to our young what we want them to be. And yeah, what we want quiet them to and cute. Would yeah. you? Yeah. Like, no, don't I want do you to that. be loud and smart. Yeah, I want is you what to, I want. Yep. And I want you to speak for yourself and and assert yourself and go for what you need get your needs met i i always i used to work in the school system too like my mom did because you know that's what that's what teachers kids do when they come out of college and they go okay it's sure. hard to find a job and then mom goes okay well then i'm gonna put you at this school yeah of course <laughs> so what did you do at the school um i was a liaison um well the last uh school that i worked at was sbcpa and i was a dance liaison and dance okay. building and stuff yeah, so sweet. Like i did the attendance and i was kind of like you know Nurse mommy, like my yeah. mommy's call me. Do you nurse have a nursing mommy. license? Did uh, you? Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't keep it up. Or you nothing. didn't keep yeah, it up. Yeah. I graduated. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My right. dad's. Well, my a lot of my family is medical. My dad was a nurse, and my mother as well. So. Yeah. Uh, and my stepmother, and yeah, gosh, everyone. LP, my yeah. brother's a doctor. Oh and, gosh, yeah. yeah, it's all. Yeah. So we, uh, I come from teachers. My grandmother was a teacher, and she was like a uh, part of the one of the first cohort cohorts of african-american women who uh worked at unisys and univac and she used to solder motherboards and really stuff, like back in the 50s and 60s oh, that's... and stuff back in the day motherboards yeah. yeah, super cool i love <laughs> i love explaining like the old school oh yeah I yeah know. <laughs> i know where you're sitting there just yep. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all right so the other thing i wanted to get in there was uh, you know, we talk a little bit about your past lives and then yes. you said that you can kind of see the, see, you, not that you can see the future, but you know, something's out ahead of you and you know, you mm-hmm. have to stick with that. Right. Yep. Uh, like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, I kind of feel that way too. And I, for all of the wishing I could do that we would, uh, that we would be post race concerned, you know, where we would, where we would just look at each other as people. I can kind of say like, well, that's like uh, a whole bunch of lives ahead. Like we still have to wait for that to happen. Yeah. It's not going to come quickly. I don't think so either. I think <clears throat> some people just don't want to do that. You yeah, I wish I mean? it would happen faster. Yeah. Like I really, I like it would be so. It would be so much of a relief to so many people and so much easier to live a life where you didn't have to think about those things. Yep. And, and and you weren't approached with it and, and your life wasn't formed by it structurally and institutionally. And it's, it's hard and to that. be racist, yeah. too. It's it, yeah, like it's not I easy to be racist. It's easy to hate. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I the, can't imagine it be good on your vibration. So it level, sucks. Yeah. Both yep. sides. Yep. It, Absolutely. It, and and yet we can't get away from it. Which you is know? crazy. But, but we are moving, thing. you know, No, the we kids, are moving. Because we sure. do talk about, it. I think the younger kids mm-hmm. today, well, I don't know. Maybe no, the they, ones I'm around, they're anyway, doing better. which is more yeah, inner stuff is, city, I, but yeah, you know what I mean? Because I, like, yeah, I would never say it's gone. No, right? not it's at all. away. No. But it's just, but I there's think there's a lot of people who just are kind of about living. And because of socioeconomic status and different things happening in the world i think that a lot more people are just like all right i'm done with that and that's old world i, I have to believe you know. in the mm-hmm. it, oh in no the i totally believe the younger generation yeah because right? well, i think world, you know? yeah. i think yeah. even our generations are are better than the one before and oh yeah and for hopefully sure. they were better going. you know time, but yeah. it does is god it takes a while doesn't yeah. it yeah because yeah, people mean, don't want to change that's I, I, so I just, slow yeah and it's it's crazy it's just some people just don't some people are okay with with uh not uh with just not changing you with know not being I mean? challenged and, 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 on yeah, it yeah and not and not changing and not yeah. like living this is what i know oh yeah and i'm all right with that yeah yeah and i think that 
that that kind of stuff it's like that's where the change gets hard to to do because then people could perpetuate stuff and you know like well and i think yeah i think you know if you if you get down to it for real with people uh the vast majority of people in any given moment aren't actually wanting to hurt anyone else no you know yeah but but it all kind of comes out as like like so yeah, you won't hurt someone else. You you don't feel these thoughts or whatever, but collectively the whole thing the balance has just shifted slightly to the wrong side. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not it's not the right side, it's the wrong side. And I don't know why that is and how how Fear. All, yeah, and yeah. how it all changes, but I just yep. I know it's changing. I know it is, and and I can sort of envision a well, future where it has fully changed. But man, that's a long ways out. Yeah. And sure I don't feel- think it'll be like utopian, like how they put now. it on, you know, like the movies and stuff. It's <laughs> never going to be like that, and we don't have to be like that. It's just no. about you know people being able to live their lives fully as like equals. That's it. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's you know, it. You, I can be mean to you just the same as I'm mean to the other person, and that's equal too. You know, like we can do it. We don't have yeah. to all be perfect all the time. Yeah, but and we don't but, have to be like all up on each other either. Like, it doesn't have to be any of that. It's just like just, 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 just do right in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, what you yes. would want for yourself, you know, you would want for others, and it should just really be that simple. That's like, right. I always ask stuff like that. Like, why the the simplest stuff is the hardest. I know. And I, it's, that's with humans, though. That's the opposable thumb thing. It's like we got to make everything ten times harder than what it uh-huh. is. It's like you don't have to be like that, but you just want to be. Well, so you're putting you're putting things out there though for people, like you know, with your plays, this sort of mm-hmm. you know self empowerment. Yeah. You know, and in the music, um, the lyrics. And, are and right, I was going to say mm-hmm. in the music too. So you are you are putting something out there that that has an overall theme mm-hmm. i would say yep. you know joy and love highest vibration change is good um and, and seriously i especially after i seen uh tashi reagan had did an adaptation of octavia butler's uh the parable of the sower and that really changed it didn't change how i feel about what i do but it just really uh made me feel like, okay, I am going to be about joy and love and everything's going to be rooted in that. So no matter what I'm talking about, there's always going to be these good endings and these happy endings because like after a while with writing these plays and doing all these things, there was never no good ending. It was like I would write a play and tell you about how racism has affected my life or, you know, all these other things. And then everybody's loving it. And then they go home and they're fine. But then I got to sit in sit in this. Right. And, you know, like after acting it and embodying it and then going mm-hmm. home and when the lights are out, you got to deal with everything that you just did and reconcile that. And it affects you. You know what I mean? It, totally. it affects you no different than anything else. <laughs> and so I was like. I need to be able to do art that is healing towards people, that is speaking truth to power, but also feels good for me to be able to provide this um, as an alchemist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be able to to keep my vibration high so that I can continue doing this kind of work all the time because that's needed too. That's activism too. 
I can't just be like down with the system all the time. No, I'm. You know what I mean? I got a story for it's, you. It's serious. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's real. You know, it's no, like, yeah, I, I right. you know. Yeah, because because there's other ways to do it. Like yes. I need those people who are like down with the system to continue their work too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there needs to be other ways in which that you bring this forward too, because we're all like doing this huge job of trying to bring people together. Yeah, so and I'm I'm 100% with you. Uh my kids and I went to my two boys and I went to uh the most recent Star Wars movie, I forget what it is or whatever. We went to the, Yeah, I was going to go and see it too. I forgot some Skywalker thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean like uh, Rise of Rise, Skywalker. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. And it, fine, it was it was just another in the series of, you know, Star Wars movies it was good. I I don't know people seem to not like it and some I people like that. i don't yeah. i don't care that, it's that's good. the way it's it fine. is with every one of yeah, those you movies know it. you know yeah. it's like i'm cares? still gonna i gotta watch mandalorian i got disney plus yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so so we left the show and uh and i was talking to my my two boys on the drive home and i i said I, you know i wish someone would write because this is now like 10 or maybe more with the ancillary yeah star wars things but it's like 10 or whatever in the series nine uh i said i wish the next one would come out where like there isn't any war so now they killed the bad guy everything's everything's set and now the next one is just uh showing the 25 years after how they built up societies again and how everything went right because they started doing everyone was nice to each other. Isn't that a trip? Yeah. But they Be- never do it because, because you can't imagine. When the, one, you can't, people can't imagine it. Yeah. And two, <laughs> it's big money. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I mean, to, no to one's perpetuating Star Wars. Yeah. No, no. And my boys, my, my 12 year old looked at me, Jesus looked at me, he's like, Dad, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. See? You you would ruin Star Wars. Right. You would, would be mad. Yeah. But but, but my, my people would be mad that there's peace and as messed up as that right. is. Right. Where say, it's I, the there truth. has yeah. to be, you know. But the, what I what the, I the, what is it? It's like, Darth Vader's uh, what the Dark Force or something. The like Dark that? Side. Or, yeah. Or yep. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no, but yeah. but my yeah. point is, here we want for a better future, yet. We very, very infrequently model what it would look like to, mm-hmm. to uh, because building building a better future, building peace, uh, protecting our planet, the things that we all kind of know has to happen, mm-hmm. that's actually harder than it is to keep destroying things. Isn't that crazy? And that fights. would make for a yes. boring movie. I know, too. that's the yeah. problem. So. So, which would be so crazy. But like, if we if we were built like that, where we lived in a society like that, then that would be a great movie. We'd be like, oh, that reminds me of life. <laughs> and like, what really happens? Like, you would love that. But because we live how we live and where we right. are. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we almost don't want to see how it good. works and how yeah. much work someone's going to have to put in. Can yep. you imagine? And I know it would yeah. be the most boring thing ever, but I yeah, watch. What's the story then? But I, I don't I know, mean, but I watch it? C-SPAN late at night too. You know this. And I watch <laughs> British Parliament on C-SPAN because I find it so interesting mm-hmm. that people argue and get work done in, you know, yeah, we, know, we we love to say that we hate politicians. Like, okay, but someone's actually got to go do that work and the and it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it looks really boring. Absolutely. But if it doesn't get done, nothing gets done. So they, you have to have politicians to go out and do it. I like watching that stuff. It would be the most boring Star Wars movie ever. I totally get it. But 
show the work of how hard it is to build a peaceful society. And it might not even be boring. Because, like, at the end of the day, when you, you think wanna, about... You want to write that well, for me, would you? I, mean, I promise. Like, yes. it's, shoot, I, I, look. It sounds like the play is starting to write it's itself. True. Like, right? Can you imagine, like, the building and, like, trying to build a new society and, and the, the problem solving that would have to go into that? Yes. There, there's already conflict there's in drama. that plot. There's already. drama. Right. There. Yeah, right. There's but there's <laughs> the drama and the difficulty of doing right. Like how yep. hard it is to do right. So that, that would be a great movie. I would so, watch it. So that my kids can see like, oh, you know what? But if you, so the difference is <laughs> in this world, they're always fighting. Everything's always conflict and fighting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they win and sometimes they win. And in this one, it's the conflict is, man, look at how hard it was for them to cooperate yep. and get the work done and, and make a better world. Yep. Rams <laughs> looking at me like I'm I, 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 I. Well, I'm like uh, it would just be how you Bobby present L, it. You get it. I get it because it, it would be all in how you present it. But you you, you would have enough because anytime that they're humans, there's drama. Any, right. You know what I mean? So you could you could we totally can still get, have drama. Yeah, there could totally there would be battles. The people would be pulling out lightsabers, being no, mad. I'm saying they, no more. They would, they would be mad, but it, it would be about like you would have to come in and have like peacekeepers and people yeah. would intervene and do stuff. But the drama is gonna be that. there. It's gonna be there. Like. You can't just get rid of that. You can't get people in the room and expect not to not All to right. pop well, off. Well, now I'm, I feel a little bit safer that there will be drama in the movie. Because otherwise, I'm like, well, then it's going to be just like, I don't know, Teletubbies, you know? No. Just bouncing around the land, oh doing nothing. Because no, you'll have people you know? mad about skyscrapers and that's, storefronts. That's we right. Storefront. Yeah, yeah, I we don't need, want a skyscraper. I need we want a that drama. That's right. You know it's going to be there. Well, the right. drama's always there. Building building a better world is not with drama. Not Teletubbies. Well, that's because that's, that's fake. Yeah, and that's not going to be. Though. Even, is it, even though, Mr. Rogers is it? had drama on his show. He did he, well. He showed he conflict. Did. He did. Yes. Yep. King Friday used to get into it all the time. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's right. Yep. Okay. All, all right, right, you okay. two. All right. Well, we've definitely <laughs> definitely opened up a new one there. Woo. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the places you'll go, y'all. Uh, right. That's right. Right. That is right. I love it. Um say before we before we finish this up, uh, we always allow people a little like yeah, you, promotional time. Right, because yeah. how are, how do people find you? Where you know? Where are they going to listen to? Remember, the music? Yeah. they could be listening to this a year from now. Okay. So the big thing is, you know, not where you're playing next week because we won't have it out. But okay. how can they find you? They can find me. Um, the CD is on Bandcamp, so you just type in Paviel P A V I E L L E dot Bandcamp dot com. The album is called Fear Not. And it is on there. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I do all of my social from my Facebook because okay. it's just where it's at. So there's the Paviel sure. page. And you just you know type in Paviel. You'll see me. It'll pop I found up. you. Yeah, you found me. <laughs> yep, you know it. And so um, I put all my shows, everything that I'm doing on there. So you can check it all out. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, this is this is where I want to be going as far as my career's evolution. Like to start as a singer and then build and do all these different disciplines. And, you know, I'll be doing some acting this year, doing all this other stuff. Like I try to keep everything together and, and, and keep all my chops up. So that's why I like, I'll do a play once in a while, you know, or I'll write something or do, you know, some music, some recording and stuff. But um, this symphony work and, and working with orchestras is like, opened up my mind to a whole nother thing and just putting these sounds together and trying to merge a soulful sound with orchestra and stuff like that. This has just been my new challenge and my new thing. So y'all are going to say a whole lot more for me with that. That's 
that's, that's a exciting. unique town. I mean, that's mm, so yeah. that's fun. a big undertaking. It is. I enjoy <laughs> it. I love it. I do it all on GarageBand too, and it, it freaks people out because it's against the norm. Like when we first came, you know, and told people, I was like, I don't necessarily score music. I write it from my heart, and then I memorize it, and then I go and play it with people who have to read it. Yeah. You know, and they were like, "What does this mean? You're not a real composer. It can't be true." And it's like, wait, I am, and it is yeah. true. Yeah. And I wrote that thing. 20 minutes, all 20 minutes of it. And, and I'm going to get up there and play it with no sheet music. And they're going to have the sheet music and everything's going to be all right. But it just took them a minute to, like, get over that. But, sure, you know, right. now I'm playing stuff like Schubert Club, you know, and stuff like that. So it's like, it's once Anytime again, you do something different. glass doors. Yeah, breaking these glass ceilings yep. and stuff. It's Completely. Like, yeah, I will do whatever well, my heart is set to. We're using the tools that are, that are available right now, yep. too. Absolutely. You know? Great. So, very, right. very cool. Thanks, y'all. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming in. Oh, it was my pleasure. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love comments and feedback, so go ahead and let us have it. If you'd like to learn more about Andalin and other legacy projects, visit the website at andalin.app or kineticlegacy.us. Take care.